Thanks to PIA for supporting FilmSack. PIA stands for Private Internet Access, and they take privacy seriously. Not only does PIA hide your IP address, it encrypts your entire connection. Right now, go to piavpn.com slash filmsack and get a whopping 82% off your VPN service, plus four free months with a two-year plan. Sheriff Blake Davis, I know a lot about you. Yes, sir, from the papers. Sure do. About you not having any unsolved cases here or in Montana. Uh, nothing but a myth, but a damn fine one. Now, why the radio silence on bringing me here, Sheriff? Well, we got a special kind of situation here, Frank. A missing boy on our hands. That piece of shit. <laughs> this is Film Sack. <laughs> oh, sure. Hello, and welcome to Film Sack. This is a Film Sack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. This is episode 577, 78, 578. <laughs> I screwed it Inventing up. Inventing new numbers. <laughs> I screwed it up a couple of weeks ago, and I'm now I'm realizing my error here. Anyway, 578 is the number. Uh, oh, I'm, you know what? I am in the wrong thing. That's why I am in the wrong tab. Uh, my name is Scott Johnson, and I may have some brain fog. Uh, joining me today, Brian. He likes to creep up on two girls. Sorry, that's not right. He likes to creep up to girls' windows with bags of donut holes and oh, shit. I read that all wrong. Dunaway. I I knew what you meant. <laughs> oh, oh, hi, ladies. Would you like to see my holes? Uh, oh, hi. This week on Film Sack, we watched um, uh, we watched something about. Oh, look, I don't remember. The last thing I do remember is waking up cold, naked, and screaming next to one of those gas station bagged ice freezer bins. Like a Sunday morning at Brian Ibbett's house. Then I ran over here with my dingle flopping to join the call from a payphone that looks like something from the early 90s. Yeah, gas is like under a dollar a gallon here, so probably... Oh, oh, that was weird. I just had one of those flashbacks of Scott in one of those gray alien suits trying to shove some nasty-looking Utah jelly down my throat. <laughs> oh, do we have an X-Files watch party at Scott's house complete with cosplay or something? Oh, based on a true story? I want to believe. Anywho... I need one of you guys to come pick me up and drive us like a truck full of idiots to the local small town bar, hotel, restaurant, taxidermy museum, pool hall, honky tonk with smoke rolling out of the truck and call my wife and tell her I was abducted by aliens and, and then stick into that story no matter what. Right, Randy? Well, wait, did somebody call me an Uber? Because I, I, I think I think Norman Reedus looking T-1000 and that guy from E.T. just pulled up and my wife is with them. Look, I got to go. I got to go curl back up next to that ice bin and act all freaked out. Don't touch me! And remember, <laughs> stick to the story. Aliens, Randy, drive like a like a half an avocado when the sky is chasing you. And protect your bum. Always protect the bum, Randy. <laughs> Cover the bum. I want to know what Utah jelly is. That's that sounds like fun. <laughs> Wherever the hell it got shoved down that one dude's uh, vocal cord, so they could shove in the the yeah. the probe of doom. Usually, yep. usually has uh, mandarin orange slices in it, doesn't mm -hmm. it? Lime lime jelly yeah. with. 
It's like uh, that that shit you get at Thanksgiving. What's it called? The, uh, the ambrosia. Oh, it ambrosia. Is. Yeah, sure. it's like it's basically throat lube. So there you go. Throat lube. Yeah, you gotta get, you go. gotta get it done. However you get in there, sure. you get in there. You guys want some throat lube? Yes. I got a whole ER. Yeah. yeah, got a whole bucket right over here. Nice. Keep keep a hold of that. We may need it later. Also with us, Randy. What color is his shirt, Jordan? Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. Randy. I'd like to thank y'all for coming to the town hall at the hmm. same time as everyone else for this here meeting. I don't know how y'all knew to come. This town mm-hmm. won't have Facebook groups for another 35 years. Anyway, hmm. I'm the sheriff of the, I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm the town police chief or something like that. I don't know. I just, I know I always had this accent and this uniform. So I'm the law around here until the state sends Jim Rockford down every now and then. <laughs> we had some sort of crime and we're going to get to the bottom of it by following these three easy steps. Number one, we're going to interrogate our suspects right in the middle of the coffee shop with half the town hanging around. That's how you build a good, clear case. Number two, we're going to take the suspects with us when we make our initial search of the crime scene. We're going to let them do all the tampering they want to. (laughs) We're just going tampering, boys. (laughs) Number three, When we quickly find a hastily dug shallow grave a few yards away from the crime scene, we're not going to stop and even do one iota of forensics. Now, we're going to get to shoveling and pointing fingers and just ruining all that potential evidence. Woo! That was lucky. It was only some hunter what buried his dog. Yeehaw. (laughs) And that dog was like, wait, we finally solved the mystery. What happened to Rusty? Did you say it was a dog, by the way, or was it like it was a He deer? did. He said it was a dog, and that dog looked totally disappointed because he worked really hard to uncover the murder of his good friend, Rusty, and the <laughs> cop totally ignored it. It was sad. I guess so. I missed that very important, satient point of the thing. Also with us, Brian. Yeah, I'm in a COVID nap. We found him curled up naked next to an ice machine, Ibit. Sure did. Mm. We we talked about the even with Brian Dunway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. oh, hey Melvin. Yeah, no, I wasn't wasn't supposed to be on duty today, but I dozed off in the cargo bay, and when I woke up, one of the specimens from Soul Three got out of his bag and kicked me in the head. So I thought I'd come join you guys. You doing the probing? All right, all right. Well, let's use operating room four. It's a total mess. You know, nobody's cleaned it since we left, and that's what he gets for kicking me in the head. <laughs> All right, let's start the probe. Hey, Gilbert, can you get his clothes off? Seriously, a t-shirt, an undershirt, a flannel, and a jean jacket? Ooh. Is this guy a member of every Seattle grunge band? <laughs> oh, oh boy. Okay, kids, this is why you always put on clean underwear, right? I mean, Ugh. okay, yeah, that could have happened when our tractor beam knocked him back four feet. Ugh. Seriously, we've got to get that thing fixed. Ugh. All right, keep him down. Oh, hey, we can use my new vacuform sheet restraint. I learned how to make this, by the way, by watching Punish Props' YouTube channel. Anyway, oh, nice. let's get this probe started. Hey, uh, uh, can you <laughs> hand me my protein shake? Oh, damn it, Melvin, you drip some in his eye. Gross. Oh, man, I can't believe we're doing this to an actor of his caliber. Hmm, what do you uh, mean? Well, this is soon-to-be star of Clueless and future MCU A-lister <laughs> Paul Rudd. Yeah, what? Exactly. This isn't Paul Rudd? Oh, well, crap. Ditch him at the nearest gas station. Let's get out of here. Yeah. I'm, between Norman Reedus and uh, and Paul Rudd, I, I kept getting confused. But not, not Norman Reedus, by the way. But it yeah, really, for a first place. basically was all the members of Pearl Jam, I think. Yeah, sure. it was yeah. all the members yeah. of Pearl Jam. Like in in yeah. Arizona, right? That's Arizona. Yeah. Snowflake, Arizona, yeah. 
Snowflake, Arizona. It does what? not look like the Pacific Northwest. It is totally Arizona. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. They say they they filmed it all in Oregon, which is a yeah Eastern uh, Oregon. Yeah, and it looked like Oregon. <laughs> yeah, it did not look like Arizona. No, not even no, once. Not. I've, been, I've been to Snowflake. Snowflake stuff. I could kind of see a little sorta. bit maybe towards if you got near Flagstaff, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the the actor Brian was referring to is DB Sweeney, who's it's interesting because yes. I think DB Sweeney and uh, Paul um, Rudd. I can't think of his damn name. What's his name? He just said Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Rudd. DB yeah. Sweeney and Paul Rudd, I think, are close to the same age. But yeah, DB Sweeney hasn't aged as well. Yeah, oh, no, not nearly no. as well. But no. I think that's I think that's why we think Paul Rudd has been around as long as he has because part of that time he was DB Sweeney. Oh, I see. Nah. Okay, I got it. And then he left that husk to move on right. to his next host. Exactly. And then, and then he, he, he uh, reached his first evolution with a uh, pineapple berry and turned into Paul Rudd. <laughs> this so movie? D.B. Sweeney is eight years older. Than oh, Paul. is he? Wow. Okay. Wow. That make a big bad. difference. Okay. Yeah, yeah that, between 50 and 60, that can be a big deal. Yeah, that's a lot. Actually, it's, he's 50, what, four now, Paul Rudd is? So that would put, yeah, yeah he's on his way to 70, which is weird. So, um, so you mentioned him, Robert Patrick, of course, and Craig Sheffer and a bunch of these other guys. We'll get to all of them in a second. Craig Sheffer, of course, not a, no stranger to film sack and is always a dick. Always a dick. Yeah. I always think of him <laughs> from, uh, we just watch him on Dream Warriors. Um, no. Oh, some kind of wonderful. Yeah. The, He's the, the, uh, the douche. Grady, I think is his name. Like the, the real snotty rich guy who looks down on everybody. Oh, in that house. oh I'm is, wrong. You're saying, oh yeah. This yeah. is only our third film that we've seen that has Craig Sheffer. Oh, come it. on. I would. I would say Robert Patrick is more of a film sack constant, but this is our fifth Robert Patrick film. Oh my no, gosh. Now? Hold on a we, second. We, I've we, got that so backwards in my head. I, I would have said Craig Sheffer would have won the, the prize if you'd have you know, given me the choice. Uh, I had no in, idea. He was a Nightbreed and Badass and oh, now right. Fire in the Sky. Did we not? We watched Nightbreed. I don't remember any of those movies, so okay. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I wanted to watch Nightbreed, but I guess we did watch it, didn't we? We watched okay. Nightbreed. We did. He was like, yeah. well, he was like, well, I, a, believe, I believe that we watched both of those movies, but if you were to say, hey, Brian, yeah. what was Nightbreed about? I would have said, like, I don't know, um, like a alien in a woman's body that kills people. What was Badass? Yeah. I don't remember Badass. Oh, Danny Trejo, Trejo, Trejo and the Trejo yeah, and the bus. the bus, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, now we remember it. Well, this whole thing is a, a little bit weird for me because the film we're talking about is Fire in the Sky, and it came out in 1993. And at the time, I was told three things that it happened here in Utah, the the original no. incident this is based on, supposedly. Mm-hmm. Right. That it was then also filmed here. <laughs> And that two of the actors Boy. in the main group were from here. Boy, everything and they told you was not based. All on of them are story, t- all it? of them are lies. They're all not true. That's yeah. the what's the Luke Skywalker thing from uh, the Force Awakens? Like everything right. you just said is wrong. Yeah, right. <laughs> Honestly, I, it, it kind of and I and it wasn't until this viewing that I went, yeah, you a holes. Like now I have all this information. I can actually look this up. I can see filming locations. Oregon, mm-hmm. Eastern Oregon is not Utah. You bastards. Who told me this? Like I'm kind of yeah. I kind of want to go back in yeah. time and. You know, kicking the nuts. Whoever told me all these stupid lies? Because <laughs> there was it a thing. That, your desire oh, to see it when you heard those things, like, oh, they filmed it here, and a couple of the guys on the thing or the original thing happened here, and uh, yeah, I did, and I and I have, I admit, I have like a weird thing when this happens. Date. When when I found out the Sandlot was filmed in Midvale, which is like twenty minutes from here, 
I get excited yeah. about that because I'm like, oh my yeah. gosh, I know that place. I drive by there all the time. This is great and all that. Like I do that. So they're taking advantage of my excitement for local Loyalty. stuff. Yeah. yeah. And it's and it's just was none of it was ever true and I'm just annoyed by it. Um and even I'm up just, to this even up to this viewing, I was like, I gotta go look again. Wasn't this filmed here? Wasn't this made? No. <laughs> none of it. The most the closest we get is somebody mentions that in Snowflake there's a prominent Mormon community, which, you know, is obviously true <laughs> here. That's as close as we passing get. Anecdote. Yeah, I think Peter Berg mentions it or something. And yeah. I'm really I'm really impressed that you've ever heard of the movie Fire in the Sky. That's amazing. Oh no, it was a big I deal for us. Yeah, no, we I, yeah. I, I, yeah. Did you wow. back in the day at the theater and really the, this was in yeah. theaters? Oh yeah, in oh theaters. yeah. I and the abduction it. scene freaked me out in the theaters, and then yeah. watching it this time, like this freaked me out. Yeah, this? freaked me out still. What are yeah. you talking about? Really? And you're also you're talking ninety yeah. three. Ibit and I would have been twenty two, twenty three. It's not like yeah, we were yeah. little kids or anything. And we haven't we haven't started watching X Files yet. That doesn't start until the fall of ninety three. So yeah, this was. This was the, the the height of of us thinking about getting back into alien crap. Yeah, speaking of Robert Patrick, he would step in for Duchovny yep, for a yep. while there. Yep, 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 yep. Um, but but yeah, like it, it was a big deal. I remember at the time, and like it, but I remember being completely freaked out about the spaceship scene and getting dragged through there. And the and I still think some of that stuff's very effective, but yeah. it doesn't freak me out the way it did in '93. I mean, we must have just been was this like pre Jurassic Park, barely. Like yeah, by a month exactly. Or something. I mean, we hadn't seen enough stuff like this to to be able to <laughs> box normalize it up like yeah exactly yeah. You're normalize insanity mm-hmm. yeah right right i'll tell yeah. you what what confused me about the time for this movie to have come out is that robert patrick looks so much younger than he does in terminator <laughs> yeah. 2 he does and yeah. i don't I, I don't get that he gained weight for this because that's one of the things that makes them look a little bit younger too. Like when I was when I was that age that he is in this film, mm-hmm. when I put on more weight, I looked younger, and when I lost weight, I looked older. Like yeah, I gave I, you a without baby looking face. it up, yeah. do not look this up. I want you to tell me how old Robert Patrick was when he filmed Fire in the Sky. Well, I know he's in his thirty. He's sixty-eight or something like now. Twenty-eight. So. I don't know. I'm going to say twenty. 27, 60, or, 27 or 28. <laughs> Terribly guessing. He was, gonna, he was 34. 34. Jeez. Okay. All right. I mean, this explains this explains a lot because I don't. He now that that explains how he now looks like he's ninety five and peacemaker. But he was but he was fifty when he filmed uh, uh, Terminator Two, right? Because of the time travel. (laughs) All right, I get you. (laughs) I see what you did. You know what? He surprised me. This is my big number one takeaway from the watching is how how good I thought Robert Patrick was in this. Yeah, so good, man. I mean, I I knew he could act, but holy. I just yeah, remember the time seeing it in theaters. I went, oh, I can't get T-1000 out of my mind because that had just happened the prior year yeah. or whatever it had been. Yeah. And so I was like, this is just, that's impossible for me to see through this. You're just who that guy is. And I know your brother is the, do you want to take my picture guy, singer, uh, uh, what's the name of the band? His brother is it? No, the take, take my picture. Vertical, picture. Horizon. Filter. 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 Thank you, okay. filter. His yeah. brother is the filter lead singer, and that's all I knew of the guy. So I, I kind of just know that, huh? I discounted huh. him, and then later or now, I think you he's never damn, discount I, the Patrick. I think he's very good in this. He is, so yeah, good. he's really good. I think he acts circles around everybody who's in it, and the only other I, person I would say that did a pretty good acting job. Uh, DB Sweeney just kind of stared in the lights a lot, but I think Craig Sheffield. Yeah. He does. He does that well. That's, that's a DB Sweeney move, right? Yeah, he did well. Uh, yeah, but I don't know. But I feel that Peter has, Berg is really good too. I feel like he he's yeah, Berg's good. Yeah, DB Sweeney has the star making scene in this 
film and he pulls it off. It didn't, obviously it didn't make him a star, but uh, the, his introduction scene where he's get he gets his motorcycle running and then rides through town and grabs donuts while riding down yeah. the sidewalk and then goes to his sweetheart's house happens to also be his friend's house and like, and gets up on the roof and wakes her up and everything like hey, that was amazing. I was really impressed with that, that whole sequence. It just felt good. Mm-hmm. And I, I wish the whole movie had taken that kind of care with the actors and the dialogue that they're they're given because you know like the the all of the interrogation between uh you know noble willingham james garner and our main characters yeah. mm-hmm. is is set to be really interesting and really good and it's kind of it's okay. forgettable so yeah. what what happened here in my opinion is uh what we see happen a lot in movies is the producers and the marketing of a movie doesn't match up with what is actually entertaining because sometimes we think that it's like, oh, I'd love to go see, uh, you know, this alien movie and this is going to be a thrill ride the whole time. That gets boring pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And so you have to have like, you know, you have to have more like, it's like Star Wars. It's like if you had nothing but fighting and laser swords, it would get boring. So you have to have, you know, a little bit of story. I think they handle the story pretty good here. And I, I got, I was satisfied with the alien stuff, but reading online, people are pissed. It's like, Oh, we didn't get just, we didn't do it. They didn't wrap up the alien stuff. I'm like, but this the story wasn't about the aliens. The story was about, you know, credibility in, in, you know, in the town and how that impacts the life. The characters could, all had story arcs. Mm-hmm. You could have, you could have uh, kept the aliens completely off screen. Like you yeah. could have, you could have had yeah. the entire thing uh, never occur to him, right? Like his flashbacks are nothing. The, and- yeah, but then as the audience, you don't necessarily know if you can believe him. I think you right, have right. to have. I, I think it turns into a different movie if you don't yourself see. Okay, he did go through this. Otherwise, you don't get you don't get the answer. You don't get the closure of being able to say, yeah, my- was he making it up or was he just, you the know, real, the sad the part words? about it all is in real life, all the all these people, um, all kind of ended up in rotten places, except for yeah. the guy, the DB Sweeney guy who went on to be Mike Lindell, apparently, um, <laughs> yeah, Travis, Travis Walton, looks, uh, like, Travis. Looks, like, looks like the pillow guy. Yeah. I, yeah. My um, pillows are definitely not filled with Utah goo, but he's like, he's parlayed this into a bunch of money, not only from his book and the film rights and everything else, but he, he was successful in business. He has four kids. He's been married to this girl for that whole time. Like he's had a pretty good go of it. Whereas the Robert Patrick characters, you know, didn't go well for him. Didn't go well for most of them. And that's interesting because on a on on the one hand, like that's I think what rings rings through for the for me for the movie is that here you've got these friends, and they all staked kind of everything that they were in this town on backing their friend's story, and they only had a yeah. piece of it, which was this lift them up and chuck them in the weeds bit that they saw before they drove off, right? And they don't know anything else, so they can only take him at his word and then back him at his word. And that meant the the crumbling of everything else around them because deep down, you know, they're still not totally sure. They don't really know. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Right. But right. All, all they saw the, was that, yeah, that he got knocked back a few feet and then they're, 
<laughs> Some friends. Oh no, he's dead. All right, let's go. Yeah, let's get out of here. <laughs> that that yeah. flashlight killed him. Go, yeah. totally go. That four foot f- uh, flyback that he did absolutely yeah. killed him. Let's leave him. Yeah. He's dead. Bump it. Yeah. I see. I agree. I, I'm with Dallas. You know, it's like let's get out of here. We're out. See him, yeah. suckers. Have we talked about? Oh, no. We didn't even talk about Henry Thomas yet. But Henry Thomas no. in the back seat. Uh, not a huge role for him, and it, I feel like this is the first time I'd seen him since ET. Which Same here, here. Yeah. put put this in your chicken and, and roast it. This is barely eleven years later. Yeah. He was oh, like another really? alien Holy movie. Cow, man, man, I am typecasted. Yeah, no, so, but like how much he aged in those eleven years. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he must have been. Well, he probably was eleven and is now what, like twenty-two at the time or something. I I but, really wish he hadn't have been in this because my mind wanted to put it in the same universe. I kept wanting to right? put it in the same yeah. universe. And I'm like, stop it, Brian, stop it, don't. Hey, while you were in there, um, did you happen to see my speaking spell? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Uh, they should have had a white, a white they should have an animal that was like half decayed out in the forest that's just white laying there looking like ET or yeah, whatever that'd be hilarious yeah just some oh. reference or having oh, if the dogs if the dogs had I dug that up that would have been great yeah, re- yeah. Reese's Pieces <laughs> on their way back in the truck or yeah, something like Reese's that pieces. Yeah. as you say notice I pronounced it the way you do Dunaway I said Reese's that's right, Pieces that's right. yeah. yeah I'm getting into the south frame of mind you'll, here. you'll do it you'll do it um, celebrate but, but uh, that's what you play Candy Crush on the type of uh, <laughs> device is a Reese's PC that's right that's right now, I'm going to do something a little bit weird. I don't usually do this this early in the show, but I got to get it out of the way. And it's this. Grab a bucket. We have a chick in the bucket that okay. is a little transcendent and different than usual. Normally, it's like a character showed up and then where did yeah. they go? Okay. That's normally the chick in the bucket. That's the definition. But today, right. I would like to present a new kind of chick in the bucket. Somebody who's there through most of it, but you don't remember shit about them and they don't matter to anything and they're absolutely almost negative impact on the film yeah and yeah. that's bradley craig yeah bradley's back from our uh, dream warriors yeah we, we got another bradley craig here. bradley craig yeah, who well, plays bobby co codil code cogdill um deal. he's the with other the, friend 20 gallon hat so you got the main friends db sweeney robert patrick craig sheffer henry thomas peter berg and the other guy and that guy yeah. did nothing like yeah. He, what? Okay. Hold on. So I'm trying to I'm visual. The way I visualize these guys is in the in the seat, uh, the seats of the car. Right. Three in the right, front, right, three right. in the back. Yep. All right. Yeah. So you got uh, Robert Patrick driving. You've got. Uh, He's a backseater, uh, by the way. Uh, D, D, D. B. Sweeney. Uh, right. Uh, over on, on the our, the window seat, our, front yeah. seat window. Right. You've got. Uh, the drifter uh, bully dude on the far back, like he's Dallas. also on the window seat. Yep. Yeah. You always got to have Dallas. Back seat. Yep. Dallas. Yep. That's that's. Uh, so Peter Berg, is Elliot, Elliot is in the back seat. Pe- there, Peter Berg's uh, in the right. front. And then right next to him is Bradley Gregg on Pe- the far, on the far Pe- side. Peter Berg's in the front wow. middle. He's sitting in the right. middle. Okay. Right. Yeah. And this guy, so now, now picture him being interviewed, <laughs> wow. picture him with the lie detector. He does some lie detection discussion yeah. and it, and you, and it, and it's zero impact on the film. He does some discussion at the table. And I think he has the one line where he says, Oh, he interrupts the sheriff while he's in the middle of the talking. And, and then again, it's like maybe we should start. Maybe we should. Maybe he should start a new trope. He will be the Brad. How about that? He's the yeah. Brad. Oh my the gosh! Brad. I mean, I, I just feel Not so there. unique. I don't know if we'll ever see it again because it it was it was like active 
non-existence. It's hard to explain. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I totally had forgot. Like I could, I could tell you the other five characters and what they did and what they added to the plot. I could not even. I'm even all trying can, to visualize this. Character. All I can remember about him is that big giant hat. Every time I saw that hat, I was like, "That is a big hat." He did wear a hat a lot, yeah, so you could kind of gallons. pick him out that way. And he was in every scene that mattered for the group. He was. He had yeah. dialogue in every one of those scenes, but is the most forgettable human being I've ever watched in a film. And I'm not blaming him. Something's just weird here. Character. The character was was off. But that's based on a true story. The, yeah, the, so. the, the, the telling is based on a true story. The actual abduction, that's questionable. Oh, yeah. No, that's not only yeah. questionable. They're, he's trying to get a remake done where the abduction part is more the way he Closer remembers it. He remembers yeah, yeah. That. Because, yeah, yeah they, blew, they blew up the, uh, the, the alien scenes. The producers were like, that is boring as poop. It makes something exciting happen. So they had grays in there. They had all that that wild looking shrink wrap stuff that went on. I thought yeah. it was pretty good. I was excited. It was I, good, but uh, you know, when you were setting up the uh, the the chick in the bucket, Scott, I thought you were going to say we're doing something we haven't done before with that, which is a major plot hole. How did uh, DB Sweeney get off the spaceship? Like what? You know, right? Didn't they just, they say, just didn't. Yeah, we're done with him. We're going to just bring like him, him back. Yeah, they're not coming back. That was that was the that was the rub at the very end. It was like, oh, they're not coming back. He was very convinced they yeah, weren't coming why? back. Yeah, but why? Why? How come That's there was the another dude? I haven't read the book. There was another know. guy in a pod that his guts were all ripped out. Um, that oh, was no, pretty- he decomposed. That was way cool. He was just... Oh, it looked like he'd been worked yeah, well, on. Probably a combination of the two, right? I think that he was yeah. probably a previous probe result and they and they put him back probe. in the they put him back in the thing which is like all right well why didn't you know number one if you don't like db sweeney just jettison right. out into space like they're not it, it blows but it, it surprises me that an alien race would say all right well let's burn the fuel to take him back to the planet well, here's, uh, gently put him down you know somewhere I think. Naked, and then mm. take I off think, again yeah. i think they're a bunch of sleeper agents for for the aliens i, I think him and my pillow guy that's, that's <laughs> the reason why they all look alike they'll have to wear that same mustache so travis uh-huh. walton and my pillow guy they're okay. all they're all yeah they're sleeper agents for the that's aliens. what's going on okay that's what happened now yeah. i think they he annoyed them because they were all trying to sleep in their dumb suits and he's floating around trying to grab keys and making a bunch of noise. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand why that one was in his spacesuit. I did like the idea, though, that they addressed the grays because we, you see the gray aliens all the time, oh, big giant yeah. eyes. I like that they, they said, oh, well, those are just suits. They're really fleshy toned like us with little beady eyes. I, I like the alien design, the character design. What was it? I uh, did too, did but they looked Lucas almost a little too, art. a little too, I don't know how to explain it. I got Muppety things in my head when I watched it. Yeah, yeah, because this is uh, this is Lucas, right? This is Lucas. Yeah, it was it was Lucas or ILM, yeah. 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 And they could have done. I'm glad it wasn't CG. They just needed to make the aliens look a little less like humans with you know with alien expressions and alien things. It's like we we've seen those kind of aliens so much that it feels like it feels like. In, in a universe as big as uh, yeah. the universe as Carl Sagan told us our universe is, uh, <laughs> the aliens wouldn't just look like skinny versions of us with big heads or or and tall versions naked. of us and always naked. Always, are, we yeah, always naked. Spe- are we the only creatures in in, the, in existence that wears clothes? Is I mean, that I'm going to guess if us? we if we ran into actual okay, let me I should say state this this Mike Lindell looking guy. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, none of this shit happened. There, there was no way. <laughs> oh, for sure. I'm kind of with you. Sure. I, I, and total I, I can, skeptic. On yeah, I, I want to believe. Proof. I can prove that it didn't happen. Get, come back to that. Okay. I'll come back, oh, back around really? to your proof. I like wow. this. Podcast proof, everybody. PP. We're getting ready. Okay. PP. So here's, PP. here's what I was going to say, though. Like, all, first of all, yes, that's all bullshit. I don't know how, you know, whatever. I, 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 I'm not, I don't want to discount what he thinks he may have seen because I think that's right. possible. It's possible uh, somebody in some duress, trouble, whatever, injury. Lots of reasons why you might. Uh, lots of drugs in 1975. I'm just saying. Well, lots of drugs. <laughs> I, even then, like, you know, I can tell you after a week of COVID fevers, waking out of some of those fever dreams felt like horrible, true to life nightmares right. that would then fade away. So I, I get the, I get this thing that our brain is pretty crazy that way and it can come up with all kinds of shit. So no shade on that just guy. Remember, I'm not saying he's it, being a, a shyster. Sure. I'm just saying. Everything that. Everything that we saw, though, in the movie for the alien recounting of how the ship was is not how his no, story No, 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 I know. Yeah, so, and, he, and the yeah. director even said, like, uh, he said the sequence came to him in a series of dreams over the course of eight months developing the film. Like, it had even, right. they didn't even, like, talk to the, <laughs> the author about how they were right. going to do this. Um, so all of that aside, though, um, it was, oh, shit. Brain fog kick. COVID brain. What was I going to say? Uh, the whole point was uh, the uh, the the how the <laughs> abduction so was filmed versus uh, what Travis really ex- think, thinks he experienced. You oh, don't want to discount this guy. Um, I know what it is. This movie. I guess what I was going to get around to is this movie for me is like watching JFK for me. I okay, like yeah, JFK yeah. the movie a lot. Conspiracies. I think it's incredibly well made. I think uh, JFK has an amazing cast, some incredible acting. It's riveting. It's great. I love it. Love JFK. Could watch it today. Uh, Makes for good storytelling, all, but it's right? all horseshit. And so yeah, I wonder if, how do we feel? How do we feel about things that say based on real events that we know sure. in our guts are you know? Come on, man! Like you're you're stretching all these things a little too thin. Should we as viewers be like? I don't know. Oh, sure. You believe in the whole magic bullet, don't you, Scott? This bullet changed direction in midair. I mean, I'm not even sure this was my original point, but I I do like this point. Yeah, I'm going Um, with it. You know what I mean? Like, I think I was maybe going somewhere else, but I've come to this. So now I'm going to talk about this. But this I, is kind of this is kind of the question that I was leading or, or, or walking all around and trampling on in my bonus episode of FilmSack a couple uh, months ago, and and that is what what do you do with something that entertains you but you know it, you can't share you know fully with yeah. other people you know what this I mean movie. Like, right right so like you 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 know what I'm saying like and I mean this movie <laughs> sorry Fire the Sky is not a good movie but like I'm I'm, I'm talking about like if you really loved Gone with the Wind uh, uh, when you were younger and you know people, there's Gone with the Wind societies and so on. And then one day you realize, hmm, I can't, I don't know, I can't share in that anymore. But you still like it. You're a Harry Potter fan. You still yeah. like it. Mm-hmm. But you can no longer share that with other people. Like, what are you supposed to do? Yeah. I tried to share this with my significant other last night and she was like, I thought she would like it because it has has hints of the uh of you know like uh, of mystery and you know it's like oh you got the cops are there you got to solve a mystery and she loves like those those crime shows i was like oh it's kind of like a crime a little bit of a crime you know trying to figure out what happened to so and so nope nope she said this is the worst movie ever and i'm this like movie, okay. this movie would have been better if it had steered it hard into the procedural aspects right i, I mean really I, I think i would have enjoyed that too i like that sure. stuff a lot yeah um i i you know i like 
I, I'll admit it. I'll watch James Garner freaking flip through a phone book. I like that guy. <laughs> and you I know. was I was impressed at how amazed he was by a railroad crossing uh, sign. Oh yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What a dumb misdirect. That was I such actually, a horrible misdirect. I hated that. It's like I, I actually liked they had several misdirects right off the top. They had uh, everything to Alien movie. Apparently, you got to have. Uh, you, you know, you you only can shoot things. Uh, from below hills. So you got to be like at the bottom of a hill and you got to have light coming over that hill. That's how you indicate something's coming up. Yep. Uh, and yeah. then you you got your you got your railroad tracks like we saw. I, I liked it a little bit. I, I knew it was pandering to me. Fine. Whatever. What do you mean? Like, because it was kind of like hillbilly what what's the no no no, no. yeah because hillbilly that's me that's me oh that's i see like what you mean randy yeah, no, yeah i'm yeah. saying that i'm i'm a big fan of spielberg's close encounters yeah i can't oh, oh, watch oh, okay. it with most I, I can't watch it with most uh, people why <laughs> right. it's a great movie i get you if you're watching this movie and you're comparing it to close encounters of the third kind in, in 1993, I think you have a chance. My problem, right. my big problem, and it was going to just be the case, is everything I know about this movie started yesterday. And Okay, yeah, yeah. And before yesterday, I watched seven years of X-Files and 700 years of Supernatural. You see what I'm saying? Like <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That just ruinous for my experience. Right. Well, right. I uh, to me, you know what? I can't. I can't argue with the fact that if I saw this fresh without any kind of previous experience, I would probably be, I would I would be more on board with where you're at with it. I I, I, watched I enjoyed it, it the first week. time, and I watched it this time, and I enjoyed it enough. I think there's some things that don't hold up well. I think there's some things that hold up incredibly well, and 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 in ways that I didn't appreciate the first time, like Robert Patrick's performance. Yeah, um, for the for, is the main one actually, but also just I think this is a hard movie to make, and oh, absolutely, I think it's. I think it's pretty well done. I guess it's a hard I'm, movie to make well. Yeah. yeah. For yeah. what? 1.8 million in 1993 money. It's absolutely a hard movie to make. Yeah. That I seems low, really low to me that that's all. That's that a, paid. Yeah, this, yeah. I thought it had a stated budget of like 16 million. Maybe it did. Maybe it did. Or maybe it's just for inflation. I don't know. Inflation. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, the, 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 the I guess my point is, um, uh, is lost. My point is lost. It it left. I had a point, and then it went away. So now <laughs> we move on to the next point. Boy, this thing's real, man. This whole oh, you need thing. like a little dry erase board on your desk. I think you do, were dude. like right down. Yeah. Let me, let me I see. don't think you had COVID. I think you were abducted by aliens, and they just injected that memory into your brain. <laughs> oh, I know. I did. I did want to share this trivia. This is pretty great. I wrote stupid, but I actually kind of like it. Um, according to accounts, the Travis Walton abduction. Uh, when this dude was supposedly actually abducted, occurred on November 5th, 1975. Right. Uh, this was not shown in November. But anyway, uh, that would have been actor pa- uh, Robert Patrick's birth date of November 5th, 1958. That means that the abduction took place on Patrick's 17th birthday. <laughs> yeah. Patrick, wow, was, having while, all ki- Patrick yeah. was having all kinds of weird moments with this movie. He also, the uh, the character he portrayed... Uh, was actually related to him by marriage as well. He found out that later as he started doing research. Really? Uh, oh, really? So his oh, brother, wow. his yeah. brother's in filter. He's related to the guy who got abducted. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, not not the guy abducted, but uh, oh, the, his the character. character got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's weird though, right? Yeah, uh, I know. 
That's very weird. I like watching Maybe him now. Maybe he's a sleeper agent. He, he looks like an old piece of petrified wood now, and I'm all here for it. I really like his yeah. like crusty old thing. I want him to be a yeah. mob boss and more things. I want him to yeah, be... Yeah, uh, sci- old sci-fi stuff or westerns. Yeah. Like He's got the perfect look for all Just that. Just love it. Love his whole tone. I really like that Perry Mason remake on HBO a couple of years ago. He played oh, yeah. a pretty bad guy in that and loved him in that. Right. Just great. Robert Patrick Appreciation Day, everybody. I think he's... Do it. <laughs> I just used to think of him as a little bit one note and, you know, like, oh, it's T-1000 again because that was such a re- iconic, remarkable moment for him that yeah. it was impossible to separate it. But I've I've done some maturing. <laughs> I've yeah, learned, me too. I've learned General a lot. We've all grown. <laughs> yeah, we've then. grown. We've let a little Robert Patrick into our other parts of our life, and it's fine. <laughs> I hope I get grisly like him when I get old, but nope, I'm going to look like uh, uh, a noble Willingham. He's uh, Blake Davis, the, the sheriff in this one. Oh, That's I love Oh, dude, yeah. I love that, that guy. guy. Does that guy always play a sheriff, by the way? Yeah, always. Yes. <laughs> I think it's a I rule. Got my own. I got my own uniform. Come no on in. By far my favorite thing in the movie. Yeah. Like, there's no I question. Bet. My By yeah. far my favorite thing in the movie is Noble Willingham. And I I started out, when he first spoke, I'm like, my gosh, I've seen that guy in a sheriff lot of Sheriff Blake stuff. Davis. Everything. Yeah, as soon as you hear that voice. Everything. Sheriff Blake yeah. Davis. That is just then that's iconic I as hell. I started looking and I actually haven't seen him in a lot, but it's just what I have seen him in. I've seen many, many times. Yeah. He's a standout. Right he's to me, he's, he's right up there with, uh, the guy that played Maurice on Northern exposure. Who's probably near oh, dead yeah. now. Um, Oh, he's everything. I love him. War games. Oh, yeah. Uh, He's the one that says, you can yeah, I'd be on a spark plug if I thought it would make a difference. <laughs> there you go. Those guys, he was in better call Saul for a couple episodes. He's just you, uh, awesome. You look at uh, uh, Noble Williams' IMDb list and, and his characters: Deputy Cheryl Cash, Sheriff yep. Harris, Buford yep. Sells, yep. Judge Sheriff Jansen, yep, <laughs> Sheriff Pat McAllister. In one movie, he's just credited as Sergeant. Yeah. Right, exactly. Sergeant. Uh, Fire in the Sky just says Blake Davis, but he's like a local, you know, something. Right, local sheriff. Uh, yeah. Uh, here's another one. Oh, Matt, like you played a reverend. That's an interesting one. Oh, that sounds ah, a reverend. <laughs> I want to give you a really interesting connection for this guy. Okay. He took the role of Harry in Aftermath. Huh. Not, no way. He, uh, he was never in I don't Mash. remember that at all. Who's Wait, Harry? Harry? I remember Aftermath, but I don't remember that at all. Huh. Was that a character, a previously played character? Yeah. I think so. Harry who? I don't know. I just watched Mash. I don't oh, think no. there was a Harry. Well, it was Harry Morgan. Oh, you know I'm, thinking of, I'm, thinking of, I'm thinking of the name Harry Morgan. Who's the, that's an actor, not a character. Yeah, Harry Morgan. Uh, yeah, that was not, Harry Potter. Harry Potter. <laughs> Harry Potter. Colonel <laughs> Harry Potter. Colonel Harry Potter. Oh, my gosh. That about killed me right then. Snake Pocky. Uh, Star Trek. I know we haven't done. We're, he'll come up in <laughs> connections for Star Trek, but he played a character on Star Trek called Texas, which is great. So anyway, well, yeah. Oh, oh I, and I want to, uh, like, I could. I, I, well, we'll talk about it later. That's a oh. that's a that's a very memorable performance by him, and it's why he's overstated in my memory. Because yeah. I've seen that episode. It's an episode of TNG called The Royale. I've seen it many, many times. Yeah, it's the casino with a bunch of uh, reconstituted. Or it's based on a. If I remember right, the computer takes a book. Basically, the aliens or the computer or whatever. Yeah. takes a book, some famous Western book that some astronaut had yep. with him, and then recreates this entire bunch of characters and scenarios from this like casino book. It's pretty great. Those. Hey, you know, not only, <laughs> by the way, not only was he an aftermash, he was in the other 
post match show that came out in 1994 called Walter. Walter? No, Walter oh, the yeah. Walter O'Reilly thing. As a different character, Sergeant oh, Sowell. But like man. two same year, two different post mash products or projects. Yeah. And he's uh and I'm trying to make mash a thing. Come on. <laughs> and I should have told Scott before the show, dig up your clips from Good Morning Vietnam because he's got some killer lines in that movie. That might be the number one place I heard him. Now that yeah. you say it, now that I think about it, because I watch that movie a lot. Wow. Did you guys know there was a Splash sequel called Splash 2? I did. I think I did know that. It was a made-for-TV yes. thing. With, never, yeah. saw, never saw it, but I knew it existed. Yes. Yeah, yeah he's in that, apparently. Yeah, he's a, he was the mermaid. It was, it yeah. was weird. Yeah. Amy Yazbeck, uh, John Ritter's widow, was in uh, was the yeah. mermaid in that. He was also in Young Maverick, uh, playing uh, you know a show that focused on a cousin of Brett Maverick, uh, James Garner. Oh, mm. hey, look at that. We're all, too many it's deep. all coming back together. I just yep. hate, I hate it when a splash number two comes up, hits your splash butt. Two. Yeah, that's the worst, right? Hate it. Number splash two. Splash. two. Uh, really? Like, where has this come up for you? I've never, I did not even realize there was a splash two. Have you never had it? What, the movie? Oh, yeah. I think He's talking about pooping. He was talking He's about talking pooping. He's talking about when you poop and the water splashes up back into your butt. Splash number two. Yeah, get it. Oh, splash number two. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the so movie I, I knew existed. I never heard long fog, COVID. Still, long still COVID, COVID is real. Yeah, Brian, long COVID fog. Fog they call it. It's <laughs> yeah. the it's the London COVID fog. You got is what you got. Uh, anyway, yes, Noble Willingham uh, appreciation moment for him. The guy's great. Everyone. I also him. I also felt like those characters that were played by Noble Willingham and James Garner were pretty well constructed. Like yeah. I I spent most of the beginning of the movie expecting them to be unreliable, expecting them to be, you know, to have some like, to, to like overreach. Yeah. And they did. Yeah. They were cool. Yeah. They yeah all of these, yeah. Yeah, all these characters were meant to, it's like, that, that was one interesting thing they did about this movie is they made all the characters trustworthy, which was, so, you know, that, that's, that was a really smart move mm-hmm. because we're, we're talking about something that could be, you know, easily just dismissed. And they gave so us the right stuff to focus on. And yeah, I appreciated yeah. that because I was, if they would have, excuse me, if they would have messed with that, um, even, even made them too believe too much of a believer, right. that would have annoyed me. I, what I needed them yeah. to be is to be what they would be, which is right. good, honorable lawmen trying to do the right thing in their community, trying, trying the to, truth. yeah, trying to get to the truth, having a real hard time with this story. Like that's all good. But, but the real sheriff who they're portraying after, uh, is said, uh, yeah, that guy's full of shit. <laughs> right, behind the scenes yeah and he's he was the smartest one of the group of things what they said and uh they they just laced their beer with something like with some uh with some hallucinogens what, what so that they so. would pass the pass the thing the yeah yeah detector? yeah that that uh the, his theory was that walton uh travis walton uh laced the other guy's beers because he was the smart one and uh, and just convinced them that that all that BS happened. So uh, yeah, oh my lord, real life stranger than the fiction here. It always is. I mean, it's never as simple yeah. as these movies, which is kind of I guess our point earlier. But um, the director Robert. Okay, so I got scrutiny. Sorry, everybody. Scrutiny, scrutiny time. Of course, scrutiny. Uh, director Robert Lieber- <laughs> Lieberman. Re- Lieberman. Lieberman. Robert Lieberman. Lieberman. No, no relation mm-hmm. to former uh, or maybe current senator. No, Lieberman's retired. Right. I don't know. Joseph Lieberman. Yeah, he's out. 
uh, I think. <laughs> yes, he hasn't been. <laughs> I had COVID. Go on. Go on. He's, he's, I don't think COVID <laughs> got him. I don't know what got him. Anyway, director Robert Lieberman said the alien abduction sequence came to him in a series. Oh, and I already did that one. Sorry. Here it is. Yeah, yeah. Director Robert Lieberman said and uh, author Anne Rice told him the movie was the scariest film she had ever seen. Do we think yeah. that that's true? Come on now. I, at the time, yes. In 93, really? I think a lot of us were. I, that was terrifying. We we were looking at, we were walking into something that we hadn't really explored in a while. I'd seen scarier shit before brain. this, though. Well, me yeah. too, but I we were, we, great say, aliens uh, were on our minds. I think walking into this early on, I think it was pretty scary. Did, okay, if Anne Rice had only seen this, I'll maybe I'll give right. it to you. But I feel like Anne uh, Rice probably saw Alien. She's probably seen... I don't know. Exorcist. The thing was scary. The thing. Yeah. 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 I mean, what does she know? She created her vampire movies are just sexy vampires. So that's yeah. true. Everything's I'm scary. Sure by this point, everyone's seen The Shining. There's some moments of genuine terror in that. Oh, movie. for sure. No, The Shining still gets me. I can't do it. I mean, I watched it with you guys, but when okay. I, I, I watched it. it on my no own, more. it's really hard for me. In fact, I, this is going to sound weird, but I finally watched Dr. Sleep and really liked it. Oh, I oh, love yeah. Doctor Sleep. Uh, so good. Mike Flanagan is a. I love him. He should make everything. For if you him. haven't seen Doctor Sleep, is the uh, is the sequel to The Shining, and I've read uh, The Shining book and Doctor Sleep book, and they did a really good marriage of uh, the two types of stories, being the one that was the movie, yeah. and the book. It was just in, a constant reminder that Brian Ebbett should have been uh, Ewan McGregor. You should be. A, <laughs> I could have been yeah. right. I could have been the Ewan McGregor role. Because right. if things had gone right, you would have been. That means you would have been Obi Wan Kenobi. You would have been. Um, <laughs> that's not how it worked. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's how none of that works, considering that he's not the original kid who he's played not the, the original, original kid. kid. Exactly. I know. Right. I know. I, I might be retconning here a little bit. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I would have been on Fargo. I I would have been, yeah. yeah. With Dr. Sleep, I also want you to give a lot of credit to Akiva Goldsman. Yeah. Because that guy doesn't get enough credit. He is responsible for so many adaptations of right. perfectly good stories, making them into really good. I thought that was Flanagan or, oh, he did screenplay. You're right. So, and he it doesn't, that person, that person works with Flanagan a lot on his stuff. Akiva Goldsman. Yeah. And, yeah. and probably the heaviest hand on the scripts of the new strange new worlds, the star Trek series. Right. Okay. And I'm Which telling you, it is so good. It is so good. Not, is it Matt Flanagan or Mike Flanagan? Mike Flanagan. I was getting Mike, Mike Flanagan. Anyway, yeah. I, my point was I'm watching Dr. Sleep and, uh, and it's at, it actually made me less afraid of the old one somehow. Yeah. Shining. I can't explain it, but it actually helps soothe that. He's, well, it does because he's not as vulnerable. In the original Shining, uh, the character is very vulnerable, but here he's kind of like he's almost a superhero, which yeah. is kind of where it goes in some of the. And it also stuff. made the the people who have the real, sh- you know, like the horrible people that the have shining. the Shining, the Shining, you want to yeah. get sued. Um, it made them <laughs> seem. Uh, uh, how do I put this? They, they were more relatable because that, like, that whole camp right. of them where you had. Dude from Fargo season two, that girl who's great and everything. I can't, can they get anyone's names? Rebecca um, Ferguson? Yes. Oh, I love her. Gosh oh, dang it. Really Dune yeah. mom. I call her Dune mom. I don't know what else to call her. <laughs> um, but they're so good in there that, or they're so much more um, uh, nuanced in there right. and not just some weird evil going on. Yeah. that it it just lessened it all and i'm and i'm and but didn't lessen the enjoyment i don't mean lessen in a bad way i mean it made me less of a scared kid from the shining because the shining still right. dude geez louises that thing scares me there's something about the dark and the cold and that snow out there and that damn maze freaking f that maze 
<laughs> F the maze. <laughs> oh, F that maze. It sucks. Uh, also, I noticed this director's still working. This dude's... Uh, <laughs> he's doing a lot. He went and kicked out of Hollywood. Look at that. Yeah, no, he's doing a lot. He's very busy. A lot of TV and stuff. But like, he did a bunch of Expanse episodes. Um, let's see these. Uh, let's see, Love on the Road. No, these are all new. Uh, he's doing some of the, these Christmas movies my wife loves, which is oh, weird. Yes. Uh, that remember that what, Haven that your wife loves Christmas Hallmark movies? stuff. Yeah, that Haven show. He had a big hand in and directed a bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was the series. Let's see. Yeah, the Lost Girl series, which I heard was good, but it got canceled oh, quick. I didn't, I didn't watch that yet. I didn't realize there was a series. Wow, yeah. that one's going on my radar, too. Yep, that Dead Zone series, X-Files Lost. episodes. Like, this guy, you know, he's been working up till... I, I, mean, episode, uh, I think they have an episode of X-Files in season two that's supposed to kind of like a, a nod to this film. I'm trying to remember which one it was. Oh, oh. really? It's kind yeah. of like also based on the same he, guy. He directed yeah. an episode of the X-Files called Rush. Is that a good one? That might be it. That might be it. Um, a high school boy is accused of a violent murder of a sheriff's deputy. Mulder believes he's innocent. The agents find that someone with superhuman speed may be the culprit. Mm-hmm. I don't remember it, but it does sound a little bit like fire in the sky. Well, here is his most recent project, and we should all rush out and see it. Here you go. Put rush. it in there. Thing. Yes. Christmas <laughs> in Tahoe. Uh uh, Sunday, November yeah. 28th, uh, Hallmark Channel. Catch it. Aw, Liz looks sweet. Uh-huh. I wonder who gets abducted by aliens in this one. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't want to say it feels like you're you're slumming it when you when this is what you're doing, but it feels a little like he's slumming it. Hey, if, if, he, if, he, if, he, if he takes as if he takes as good a care uh for the characters as he did in Fire in the Sky, which I think is absolutely one of the the shining points, the performances and the character writing was fantastic. If it's, if it's anything like that, maybe. We'll All right. See. Well, let's, let's look at this poster and uh, maybe we each go around and try and guess okay. what the plot or we put together between the okay. four of us, what we think the plot of this is. What's the twist? I, I want to give you the first thing I saw, which is okay. the, guy, the guy from train, uh, Pat Monahan. Okay. Right. Okay. 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 I yeah. thought that was like, uh, uh, somebody who who drew Jason Bateman from memory. Right. So that's nice. stunt casting is what that is. <laughs> You're trying yeah. to kill yeah. me, aren't you? You are actually trying to kill me. <laughs> oh, that is the funniest freaking thing. Oh, my gosh. Stop. Yeah. This guy is definitely a youth uh, youth director at a church somewhere. Uh, and she's I, maybe she handles the nursery or something. I'm not sure. That's yeah. I, I definitely get in a church okay. vibe from this okay. thing. I want to say you're not wrong, but I'm getting like a she's oh. from the big city. He's from the local town. For sure. The, ga- the shake up Christmas, the, the tweed jacket. Right. She's definitely from the big city. She's vacationing in Tahoe. Uh, vacationing. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah I think, she's she, not, I think she's, she's like really a, from Tahoe. For I, sure. She's dressed like a realtor. So I think she's, I think <laughs> she's that works there. <laughs> And he's a traveling salesman. So do you think? Uh, yeah. Okay, but then what, does the guy, what's, that really is Pat Monahan from Trade? Yeah, by that's the way? that really is Pat Monahan. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, if, so what I want to be true, all of you guys can have all your people in the wreath stories you want. I want Pat Monahan to be the rooster from the animated. Um, oh, there you go. Rocket. <laughs> what is it? Rocket doodle? No, yeah. Rocket doodle. And I want him to well, be I mean, constantly just off in the side somewhere, leaning next to a tree. So when a story point happens, he goes, Well, that's what you get when you deer, deer, deer. And then you start uh, playing a little you song. You might be close. He's Jonathan Richmond in uh, something about Mary, basically. Yeah. Like he's going to be up the tree going, Well, now these I, two fell. That's what I want. That's what I, I want. I think you might be close because the little tagline is Shake Up Christmas with some romance. Uh, you know? 
It's all right. might be right. Yeah. All right. So here's the truth. Uh, all right. All right. Give us the truth. Uh, Claire Rhodes is a talent booker ah, who is trying oh. to get her dream job in Las Vegas. She's put to the what? ultimate test when Ultimate. the annual Christmas show at her family's hotel in Lake Tahoe. So mm. family, she has a family hotel. Oh, yeah. I forgot the family. Uh, the, the show is on the brink of cancellation. As a result, Claire works alongside her ex-boyfriend, Rockstar ah. Ryan, to save the day. Yes. Rockstar Ryan? <laughs> Please yeah. tell me that's what he goes by, is goes by the name Rockstar Ryan. Please tell me that's true. That uh, so wait, the guy that she's in the wreath with is... Is a rock star, Ryan? Okay, because he, he has a guitar. Is, is well, there's, those are two guys like a stunt on that. Yeah, those are two, definitely two different guys. Yeah. So and I was trying sure. to figure out. She's put, she's looks like she's supposed to end up with the guy in the wreath, but she's yes, joined no, by her ex boyfriend. Yes. I got to be honest. All you white guys look the same to me. Okay. I, that, those both those guys. I have exactly a new I have a new theory. Uh, I would like to share it. I just realized this looking at this very closely. Those yeah. that's not a wreath. He's got weird wings. They are <laughs> going all the way around. Guitar and he's, player. It's guitar in player has wings. Yeah, the guitar, guitar player, player has wings. wings. And inside there is the story encapsulated within his little halo ring. But he's actually an angel down there to help him like figure oh, shit out for him. Oh, I get it. And it's not Tahoe, the location. They have a Tahoe, and it all takes place in a car. In a traveling Tahoe band. I That's right. You. For all our listeners, I know you didn't watch Fire in the Sky, but do look up <laughs> Do look up the poster. Look up the poster for Christmas in Tahoe. That is the point of this episode. I'm going to put Don't it in the notes. Them. If you're a patron, you're getting this in your notes. I'm putting it in there. Okay. Yeah, I'm getting it in your notes. Movie poster, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure. That's how it's going to go. Um, all right. And well, why? By the way, why are we always standing out in a snowbank? I don't. I mean, know. this guy is standing in a uh, snowbank. Well, he's tra- he's trained. He's trained. It's Christmas. <laughs> by the way, I think I have an idea for a new podcast for the four of us. We're just going to look at a movie poster and try I like to deduce what the story is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody can cheat and look it up. We have to like figure it out, and then we go read it, and then whoever was closest wins that week, dude. <laughs> Dude, that's a brilliant idea. That's even close. uh, Yeah, but that's an actually really good. I mean, none of us tried that hard. But if we if we did a, this could be just a fun semi regular film sack thing where we do it. Yeah, even a yeah even a film sack segment. Yeah, right. I I I just want to I want to name another Christmas movie because the Ryan Reynolds movie Spirited is finally here. I'm excited. Oh, is it? Hearing about this for years. Good things about it. Is it good? I don't know yet. I am. I have been told I have to save it for Christmas. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna Come watch it like until Christmas, Christmas Eve you. or something. Wow. Okay. So I need to watch it this weekend. <laughs> I need someone else. Yes, I need you to watch it and maybe recommend it or something. Kim and I will watch and, it yeah. and let me know. But don't yeah. uh, don't spoil it. You're not allowed to spoil. it. I won't spoil. Has anybody? Spoil it. Did you I already have other recommendals in line for this? So did you uh, did you watch anybody? I assume Ibit probably first in line. But the the Guardians holiday special not out until the 25th. Scott. Oh shit! <laughs> My calendar's all off. I don't know what time it is. What day is it? Who oh, am I? Believe I have an advent calendar that ends on that day. So that uh, what, what do you? Is, is it one of those kinds that opens up with the chocolate? What do you have in yours instead of chocolate? What is what's in there? Uh, uh, it, it's full of raccoon droppings, basically. Oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. You nice. still eat those, though, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, good, good. Yeah, he has to. Are you kidding me? All right. What about what <laughs> this about this? Thanksgiving or the A lot day of fiber in this one. Is, uh, that's the big day. Yeah, yeah. So that's part of what we'll do. Gross. All right. What grossed me out? What do you think? <laughs> I think it was uh, drinking out of that bathroom sink spigot oh my with his God. mouth practically his whole face whole in the yeah exactly in his hands like he's pushing the water from that bathroom spigot into he's, his face judges is he oh. correct 
He is correct. That is the grossest thing in this film. He's like pressing his cheek into the porcelain. Oh, it was just. Yeah. And it was one of those nasty ass. Give me a key to open the side bathroom at a gas station. (laughs) place. How many people can you fit into one of those bathrooms? The the answer is Uh, about six too many is how many I'm thinking. Even if you go and you as the production house, you go to the Home Depot right before filming and you buy a new sink, I'm still not putting that much of the sink in my mouth to take a drink of water as an actor. <laughs> yeah. yeah, You don't have Horrifying. to suck it from the uh, spigot. You know, you can wait for it to come out. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You'd have to buy it from the Home Depot. You'd have to show it to me after you bought it, wipe it down again with some kind of industrial cleaner, <laughs> and then have eight people on the sides reminding me constantly as I did it that that was clean. <laughs> You'd have to. I just couldn't do it. That grossed me out. So well done. You you, you picked it. Thanks. Uh, By the way, I have one last note on my list. Uh, I've been to the Phoenix Gazette and the Arizona oh. Republic, the uh, the newspaper that's oh, showing really? the film with yeah. the uh, uh, snowflake man abducted by snowflake. aliens in Oregon, apparently. But uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, By the way, that's I have cool. I have some scrutiny. I have a question. You have some scrutiny. Hold on. Let's get some scrutiny going. Scrutiny. Can you and your friends just go get hired by the government to cut down trees? Yeah. Is that just like a? That's true. I, I don't know. I'm just not so sure yeah. that you and your buddies could just go. Just, you have to be get a contractor a job cutting down trees. You have to be I, a contractor. You have to have a contractor's license, and he had one. Yeah. Robert Patrick did. So yeah. the other guy, like Dallas, couldn't do it on his own because he's just yeah. a lump. But the uh, but yeah, if you, if you had a contractor's he's license, lump. you could he's lump. you could do it. And he <laughs> did really. That yeah. that whole part of it felt really hand wavy to me. Where are we going? I don't know. What are we doing? We're cutting down the trees. Is. It just 1975. Like, yeah, yeah. Just, uh, oh, that's true. It was 75. So maybe right. there's a little more seat of the pants. I think that's flying. part of it. But also, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously there are different rules and stuff now, but I think that's still true. Like you can be a yeah. dude with a truck who's got a license to do construction and other yep, things yep. and you you go do a bid on a project and they say, All right, we'll take you and you go do it. Yep. Lowest bidder, you win. Yep. Government work, baby. Yeah. And, it, and yeah, plus, there's probably not a lot, not a lot of competition for the uh, logging position in the deciduous forests of Arizona. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, the, I, you, you need to, you need to get up in the mountains in Arizona. Really oh, I, I I've been there, but they didn't look like that. I mean, Brian is not wrong to say this because look, I get it. You can go to parts of Arizona where it snows. Even it's big, beautiful. They got mountains. Sure, sure. All of that stuff's yeah. true. But they're not those mountains. <laughs> like those yeah. are clearly trees or- like that. Yeah, those are Oregon. Like that. That's Oregon and North is what we were looking at there. Right. Which is annoying because I'm already mad that it wasn't in Utah like I was told. <laughs> so now I'm like, right, right. it's not even what in Arizona. Crap. Go film in Arizona, you lazy sacks of shit. Yeah. Or do it in Idaho or something that looks close. Anyway. Uh all right. Any, any, uh, anything else, you guys? You got? You it, it, oh God, there was just so oh, much. Yeah, else. yeah, I'm glad. I I like this movie. Uh, that's really. I I, I do too. I'm with you. Me, dude. They, they kept get they kept getting me on things like, oh, that did they did they go down like a a weird Apache kind of uh thing too because they started talking about the Apaches. If you listen to the background, like I'm talking in the back, they were talking about the Apaches and how. Uh, a spirit used to come down and abduct people, and there was a bunch of uh, nuanced, layered stuff that was going on in the background that I enjoyed. Plus, we didn't get to talk about afar the the whole alien uh, life form guys who were there to kind of you know see what's going on and oh, investigate. They were just so and, damn uh, they, tropey, you know. Yeah, they I, just, I, they I like. Oh, what stuff, happened? Though. When did it happen? Did you? Did they touch you? Do you right. remember? Like in his stupid glasses and his raincoat and. That just yeah. felt, 
you know, you mentioned this is before X Files. We're what a year and a half before yeah. X Files. Well, yeah, it's it's like it was ninety three is when they both came out. This movie was released in ninety three, and X Files was released later that year in ninety three. Yeah, and this reminded me. That guy reminded me of every ancillary weirdo on that show. <laughs> right, right. Which would have been probably maybe derivative of some of this stuff. I was trying to remember what else was out there uh, at this time that might have helped to you know shape some of that. that I was stuff. a little bummed at the very end. They didn't give us any, but they gave you the little. So and so got married and moved to whatever. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That was the most. That was the most pointless, useless. Right. They uh, only gave it for two of us. It made it feel like a TV movie. Don't it do really that. Did. Yeah. Did. But they didn't give us anyone else besides the two no, people. Just and I'm those like, two. Yeah. what happened to Dallas? Everybody also was of no consequence. Dallas <laughs> because uh, because Dallas Mike Lindell had a falling out and didn't follow the <laughs> lives after all oh, those folks. I guess so, I have but... a I have a little trivia question for you, Scott. Go. Uh, Kathleen Wilhoyt, who played Katie. In this movie, yeah, right. Uh, we've seen her before on Film Sack. We've obviously seen James Garner before on Film Sack. Which one have we seen more James on Garner previous episodes of Film Sack? Or what's Kathleen Wilhoit or James Garner? Okay, I would say Wilhoit because I can only think of Garner in uh, Maverick. Wait, was um, he in Maverick? I'm saying I don't want to mess this up. Yeah, he was Kath- the he was the older. He was he was uh, yeah. The dad Maverick. Yeah, he was dad the Maverick. Dad Maverick. Was he in Maverick? Papa, I was trying Papa, to remember. If, Papa, I was trying was to remember Papa if Maverick. they did like a cameo. Yeah, I was trying to remember if they did that or not. I, I mean, it was Mel Gibson uh, like relaxed in a tub on top yeah, of these. Yeah, if I remember I thought correctly. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, that was a very good guess, Scott Ibbett. Uh, uh, correct. <laughs> Scott Ibbett. Scott hold on, hold on, uh, hold on. So Kathleen Wilcote, uh, I know her from Kim's recent binge re-binge of the Ninth Time or whatever of Gilmore Girls. She's Luke's sister. Oh, yeah. yeah. On that yeah. show, so I'm I'm trying not to let that cloud me here and think I've seen too much of her. I'm going to guess we have seen her more than we've seen James Garner. Correct. Though. Yeah, we've only seen James Garner in Maverick. Like Maverick. The, this is only the second time. Hard to believe too, because yeah. he's got some sackable movies. Yeah, yeah. we should watch uh, Space he's Cowboys. Got a great big old sack. Yeah, is it Space Cowboys? Is that what I'm thinking of? Oh, I want is to. that Every, everybody I was in there, right? To. Why don't it, we? It, I, we? I've never are, seen it. I've been oh, saving it. I can't it. wait. Yeah. It's great. Tommy Lee Jones, him, Clint Eastwood, uh, other old, old guys. guys. Yeah, I can't remember the other so old guys. She she was the love interest in uh, Roadhouse. Yep. Oh, wow. That's right. They're remaking that shit. I'm actually They're remaking to that. everything. I'm, I'm actually looking like an old man. That. I can't believe right. they're remaking Escape wow. from New York. What's ah. wrong with our first one? Nothing. Stop <laughs> it. But Roadhouse remake sounds like good people involved. Who was it? Who's doing it? I'm excited. This? Oh, it's the, I uh, say the remake John all Wick. The things. I'm fine with it. The John Wick director and writer doing it. He's making it. Oh, one. right, right, right. I mean, yeah. that's exciting, right? Sort of. Yeah. I'm oh, sure. Okay. I know. Oh, and Jake Gyllenhaal uh, tapped to be uh, your dude. That's fine. Yeah, he's buff. Yeah, I think that's oh, good. Really? That's yeah. good pick. Can he? Can he be nice until it's time not to be nice? Yes, well, he can. He can. Okay. Uh, right. Yeah, he can. He'll do it. He's, he he's got a good the, job at that. Actually, he looks at the October sky and he decides, "Let's go." <laughs> that's a weird reference. That's when. That's <laughs> yeah. the opposite of uh, COVID brain. That's <laughs> when you remember yeah. shit that doesn't matter ever. Oh man, do I have a deal for you guys today? It's going to be great. Did you know that your internet service provider knows literally everything you do online? It's true. You may as well be handing them your laptop. You know, just like hand it over to a stranger and say, here, look at everything I have. Would you like it? Well, that's why having a VPN is an absolute must-have every time you go online. And I want to tell you about one of the best VPNs out there and easily one of the most affordable ones I've seen, PIA is why I use PIA. Go to PIAVPN.com slash 
FilmSack for 82% off your private internet access. That's an insane discount. It stands for private internet access, and they take uh, privacy pretty dang seriously. Not only does PIA hide your IP address, but it encrypts your entire connection. This protects your internet activity from everyone, your ISP, your network admins, any hackers out there just itching to take your most sensitive stuff. PIA is the world's most transparent VPN. They'll never record or store any user data, and their no-logs policy even has been verified in court. Seems like a big deal for those of you out there that are, you know, security conscious. I am too. I feel you. You want to be, you know, that's the kind of stuff you want to be sure about. You also get endless entertainment options. Not only does PIA work with all major streaming services, but it's one of the few VPNs that supports P2P file sharing. So you can download just about anything. You can connect to over 83 countries using the world-class servers, and there's a server for every single U.S. state. So that's cool also. You get your own dedicated IP address for 100% anonymity. And it's available for all platforms across your devices. And just one membership can protect you and up to 10 of your devices all at the same time. PIA has over 30 million downloads. See for yourself how it makes browsing so much better. So I've been using it for a while and I really like it because it's simple to launch and get in and go. So if for some reason you're trying to, I don't know, access something that your ISP won't let you get to, or you need to connect uh, VPN virtually to a server network or whatever it may be, well, they've got you covered. It was very easy to set up. I really like it. I think you'll like it too. Keep snoopers out of your stuff. Right now, go to PIAVPN.com slash FilmSack to get a whopping 82% off your VPN service, plus four free months with a two-year plan. Comes out to around two bucks a month, and you cannot beat that. There's a 30-day money-back guarantee as well, by the way. That's PIAVPN.com slash FilmSack. Go check it out today. Right. All right, yeah. let's, do, uh, let's do some clips. We have a number of clips, and I'm going to play them now. Thank you. And uh, we begin with this one. It's all the bikes. Harleys, Nortons, Yamahas, you name it. We'll do commercials like the guys in Phoenix. You know, the guys in Phoenix. Yeah, guys, it <laughs> MT Racing, get it? It's like what's MT. I'll be glad when you get abducted by aliens. Cripes. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> I like that early stuff. I Something about friends doing a business together, two little girls. Yeah. Like Everybody can relate, right? Up. That's that's yeah. what's great yeah. about this, I think. Everybody's done that stupid-ass drawing. Yeah, it was relatable. <laughs> Two-year-old. What? Get out of here with this. Yeah, what the Look, hell is Here's the front of our, our strip mall location. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was some really ugly art, but whatever. You loved it. <laughs> uh, what is that? Don't know. Donuts. I don't know what I wrote. Here it is. What is that? I don't know what that is. Oh, <laughs> just the way Peter Berg said that. <laughs> yeah. I has a half avocado flying in space. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I like him. He hadn't even. Yeah. I mean, this is still when he's mostly acting, but he's still, yeah. you know, Friday Night Lights, the movie and later TV show hasn't happened. He hasn't directed anything. I don't think. No, I can't believe the part where he, where he gives uh, morning kisses to his uh, girl in the house didn't wasn't the part that grossed you out the most. Morning, oh, up in the window there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe, out of bed, teeth not yeah. brushed, all yeah. face talking right in my face. Hey, the seventies. Eat one man. of these donuts. Seventies. I always discount those. I think about them when I see them in our movies and go, "Is that can't quantify?" It's just that they all do right. it because movies are yeah. unrealistic about that sort of thing. Right. It's kind of like how. Oh, I don't want to get into it here. But I was watching this. You know what? I will. I was watching a sex scene the other day and something Kim was watching. Yeah. And I don't even remember what the show was. 
And uh, it's just never realistic. Yeah, but they, I don't. I'm, I'm with you. I'm not big. I'm. I'm. I'm not big into watching other people kiss or have sex. I'm just like, nah. I'm, that's that's a that's a, that's like something you want to participate in. It's kind of well, like it's just when they watching roll. baseball versus play, it's playing like baseball. Esports. Yeah. Yeah. I like yeah, you know, hey, yeah. I like watching you play League of Legends, but I just really want to play yeah, it myself. I just know that that guy's got leaky doodle now, and he's got <laughs> he's got his leaky doodle all over the sheets. She's over there not acting like it's a big deal, and I just I just know these things aren't very realistic. Is all I'm saying. All right. (laughs) I'm glad I got to bring that up. Now let's talk about. There's out. Let's talk about this one. Thought you. Oh, I thought you saw something. You saw something. At least you thought you did. There. There's Maverick. You saw something. You saw something. It's a weird way for him to talk. Actually, Um, fun to listen to the uh, listen to these two plan shit. Got 50 men, jeeps, horses, dogs. I want to call Flagstaff and get two helicopters. That'd be enough. That's bloody. <laughs> like I just like that whole yes. thing. Yeah. Turn this movie into a buddy cop movie with those two chuckleheads. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every outhouse, farmhouse, henhouse. <laughs> yep. It has that Tom, kind of thing. Tommy Lee it. Jones would take it a different direction, though. Oh, like yeah. Yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. He'd he'd shoot, he'd I, don't know, I guess he's too intense. Right. I don't know. For them. Speaking of taking it to a different direction, did you guys watch that video clips that I sent you of uh, Christopher Walken doing his alien abduction movie like a few years prior to this? No. Like 89 or did something? I miss that? Oh my God. Oh my God. That's in uh, communion. Yeah. Oh, communion. I didn't even click it yet. No, I haven't seen yeah. it yet. That sounds yes. like something we should watch. I didn't we realize that. that was uh, there. Walkins oh, in that. Why didn't I? Why didn't I click that? Oh, it's we'll it's so freaking awful. Oh, I can't wait for us to watch it. One you got to watch that. It's a Christmas movie. It's supposed to happen on December the twenty sixth. I just okay. want you to know, Brian Dunaway. I always yes. look at what you. Oh, thank you. I usually do too. You must have done this this morning. Yeah, I just five. didn't. I just didn't care. I but uh, I did look. How could you not care about Christopher Walken Hold being on a by aliens and talking to aliens? Ibit, Ibit, and I. For us, it was five thirty this morning when you posted this. Exactly. <laughs> we haven't, and when then we jumped right on here. I this is the first I'm seeing. Exactly. It. I haven't even yeah didn't even open my computer until uh, half an hour before we sat down. But Randy at four thirty a.m. Pacific time. No, when I woke up, I woke up, (laughs) I woke up, I used the bathroom, I started doing some dailies and some mobile games I'm playing, and I turned on the coffee maker, and then I looked at Discord, and oh, I'm going to watch this thing that Brian Dunaway pasted here. No, it's, it's good. I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad someone looked at your your dumb link. But I'm going to look at it later. Clearly, <laughs> clearly, Randy loves Brian Dunaway more than we do. Obviously, so, all right, fair enough. Obviously, I just don't want him to feel bad, guys. Oh, I don't feel just... bad. You don't have to watch my crap. I don't care. I didn't make it. I like your crap. <laughs> I'd watch Christopher your crap. Walken. Christopher Walken had that hair for 20 out. years, didn't he? Yeah, he it did. was about 20 years that he had that hair, and it's Christopher Walken hair. No one else had it. My recommendal lesson next week has him in it, and it's not Severance, Ooh. so that'll tell you something. Maybe, maybe it won't. Recommendal. Hold on. I watched yours. I'm not, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say a guess, but I just want to think about that a second. I it binge- has Christopher Walken. <laughs> the music video for Weapon of Choice by Fatboy Slim. It's gonna be Scott's recommendation. No, it is not that. That's so good. It is good, but it's not that, and it's not anything old. It's new. Okay, so it's not Deer Hunter. Okay, it's newish, and it's very good, and he. Plays a really great part in it, and it's a TV show on a sh- on a streaming channel. Okay, all right. Oh, cool. well, it's not the one that I recommended a couple of weeks ago, is it? About uh, called Uh-oh. Outlaws. Oh shit! Did you do Outlaws? Son of a 
just yeah. he just recommended everything. It. I just recommended it less than maybe about a month ago. I don't remember that. Ruined everything. Gosh, oh, dang before it. you so had COVID, Scott. That I know. Was before. I know. Hey, all right. Here's the here's what I'd like to say to the public. Uh, Brian was right. <laughs> Outlaws is great. <laughs> I highly recommend it. Oh, so you know this is you know what turned out then. I ended up watching two recommendals from my friends and not knowing one of them was recommended. I watched yours, <laughs> and then I watched Randy's. Uh, Avenue Five, which Brian had also recommended years ago. Yeah, uh, when the first season came out, uh, I ca- that might have been a Nicole actually. Oh, it could have been. I caught up on that entirely, and there's still episodes coming for season two. I love Avenue yeah. Five, <laughs> and it's so good. And I haven't watched season two yet, but uh, it has no business being better in the second season, but it somehow is. Oh, all I'm saying that. is, roll out the pedophile. That's all I'll roll say. Roll out. Okay. <laughs> There's a there's a moment where that phrase is used, and I thought I was gonna die coughing. I laughed so hard at the show. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's move on to this clip. This guy made me laugh. No, Mike, the words out. Well, what word would that be, Tom? Oh, I don't know. It's just that I've been getting calls all day from here to Timbuktu. As of tomorrow, I'm all looked up. Well, who's calling? Reporters, sightseers, UFO buffs, and the like. Hey, Mike. What's really going on here? I love that guy. Yeah. yeah. Can you keep a secret? Yeah. Can you ever seen a dead body? He's just something about that guy. <laughs> like, listen, this whole, this thing here. Hey, Mike, what's really going on here? I wish one of you were called yeah. Mike so I could, like, ask you yeah. questions and keep that as a clip, you know? Anyway, he's wonderful. All right, here's another one. Reporter. Whoop, same guy. Uh, let's see. Oh, they know the truth. There are those of us out there who know the truth see what a dork out there they're dorks dude i didn't i don't like them at all uh oh we heard this earlier but i'm playing it again fat piece of shit yeah (laughs) i love that because he was uh portrayed as the church going was always straight always said you know didn't use the real curse words they finally push his buttons yeah they finally got him yep how do we get choir boy over there to swear and they did it yep that was it uh, just some more swearing for you. Well, that figures are a bunch of chicken shit assholes. Okay. <laughs> chicken shit asshole. Well, speaking of chicken shit, where you been? Oh, got him. Wow. Ooh, that's Snap. a good one. Got him. Got him. Uh, best angry acting ever. And here's why. I can't understand what the F they're saying. That's a sign. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So enjoy. You don't, don't look no, up. Just don't don't get mad at it. Don't. What did they say? That. You can't tell me. There's no way you can tell I me what can't they said. Isolate one voice from the other. It is, yeah. it is so bad. Is, I'll um, do it one more time, and we'll see if we hear anything. You don't, don't look no, up. Don't, 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 don't. I think I heard "don't," and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> too damn fat. Too damn fat. Don't. I'd lo- like love to know what the, uh, the subtitles Close said catching. during that yeah. moment. Like it's just like a bunch of In, type yelling. all typed over each other. Like, yeah. <laughs> that was Peter Berg in Dallas, I think. Uh, here's oh, what's with this scene of Japanese businessmen. Here's the here's the clip. Oh, yeah. What was the point? Well, we were know. still uh, yeah, right. It was the nineties, so we were still. What well, was that when was the Japanese were? I know, but then they were like, this is when they were tourists. They said a couple of things. They said stuff about wet bags. It was a little bit. Uh, it felt very like 1970s. I guess so. Right? Japanese businessmen hunting around the states for opportunities or something. Like, hey, I we're going to bring yeah. a Sony factory here or something. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was I was getting anyway. 
I hate this music crutch I wrote. Let's see if I still hate it. It's been a day. Here we go. Yeah, I hate that horn thing. Yeah. I actually liked it. What no, you didn't. You didn't I'm, like I'm easy. it. I'm easy. You didn't like it's it. Like dragnet is what that is or yeah. something like it's very yeah. dragnet. Yes. Does not belong in a 93 movie. Not even like dragnet proper 60s, like dragnet the movie. Dragnet the Tom Hanks. Yeah. <laughs> where, where everything's a parody. That's how yeah, that is. Right. All right. Here's what? Something North Pole. From the friggin' what? North Pole, if I have to. Oh, friggin' North Pole, says uh, says Maverick. Oh. Um, and then finally, I wrote here, was this, are we sure this was 1993? Maybe music <laughs> trends hadn't changed the way I thought yet, but here's what they decided to have in their music. <laughs> what the hell is that? What is that? It's really bad, yeah. It sounds like it's from like a 1930s movie. It's just made for uh, like an after school special kind of thing. It's really, really bad. Um, But those are your clips. That's all she wrote. And now the checklist. Uh, The film stack checklist for this movie goes. Uh, always rains right when you need it to check. That's happened a couple times in this movie. Them aliens are greasy bastards, y'all. Check. Mm-hmm. What's the big deal? I also scream like a baby when my girlfriend touches me. Check. Oh my god, that's no baby I've ever heard. Holy no crap, that kidding. was a real man yeah. scream. Yeah. yeah, I had to turn down the TV. I had to turn down the yeah. sound bar. That was yeah. really loud. It was loud, mm-hmm. and he kept doing it. And I'm like, all right, you gonna stop? Because I gotta go on here. Uh, let's uh, get the Star Trek connections out of the way. Let's, uh, we've talked about one or two of them, maybe mid- oh, hinted. Bunch. Anyway, but. Gosh, there's a bunch. So Noble Willingham, like we said, he was in, uh, he played his character in that episode of TNG was named Texas. Yeah. Uh, Kenneth White played a character named Buck in this movie. Mm, bit, bit role. Mm-hmm. He was in an episode of Star Trek Enterprise. Bruce White Wright, who played Dennis, was in an episode of Deep Space Nine and an episode of Enterprise. Wayne Grace, we're getting bigger as we go here. Mm. <laughs> Wayne Grace played Cyrus Gilson in this movie. Another kind of bit role. Yep. Uh, was in three different uh, episodes, three different Star Trek series. He was in TNG and Deep Space Nine, and it played Fleet Admiral Admiral Krell in an episode of Enterprise. Ooh. Moving on, Scott McDonald, who played Dan Walton in this movie, was in four different episodes, four different series of Star Trek. Uh, TNG, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, and Enterprise. Um, but the, the oh, uh, I'm, I'm going to come back to Scott McDonald. The winner on my list is Tracy Torme. Tracy Torme is a writer and producer who uh, was credited for the cleanup on this original script for this movie. Mm. Uh, Tracy Torme is credited on 28 episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation. Was a uh, pretty big guiding hand for a, a long section of the TNG. Do all movies have somebody do the cleanup? That's always, that's just a thing, right? Somebody's always doing this or is that not true? I don't know. I don't know. There's, there's plenty of movies out there where the director also wrote the entire script beginning to end and Mm. didn't have anybody else help. That's true. I just always wondered if it, cause you always hear about it. It's like, Oh yeah, I came in later to, you know, punch it up. And I always think, well, is that a normal, like does every movie need a punch up or is it like an editor? You know, Mm -hmm. I guess they have editors too. So, I, I don't know. Anyway, I was just, curious. I just wanted to jump back to Scott McDonald because of everybody in this list. Uh, if you remember, if you remember one person from all of that for one role, uh, Scott McDonald was inside the makeup and the suit 
and played Tosk on Deep Space Nine. Tosk the Hunted. Oh. He was he oh. was that character that shows up on Deep Space Nine, and they find out some uh, aliens are hunting him for sport. And oh, it's a very yeah, early uh, photo now. Yeah. Yeah. Very early, memorable. It's, appearance. it's very good. Yeah. It's early too. I think early T, uh, DS nine stuff, mm-hmm. like pre shaved head Cisco and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's how you, it's how you mark where you're at in Star Trek. It's like, when did Riker get the beard? Okay. There, <laughs> there's that. Um, right. when did they, when did they start having two piece jumpsuits instead of just the one ball? grabber? <laughs> When did the men stop wearing skirts? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. I'll tell you, that that episode of Deep Space Nine is really towering in my experience. Uh, It's called Captive Pursuit. It's in the first season, I think. Uh, That episode uh, was shown to me in school by my English teacher. (laughs) He... He wanted, I mean, you know, every now and then teachers would take a break for a day and just like put something on the TV. Um, But he wanted to talk about the idea of sentience and, and human rights and this kind of thing. And so he made us watch captive pursuit and then uh, like, there was a lot of really interesting subject matter in there, but uh, I just like uh, ended up studying one episode of deep space nine when I was a kid. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, let's move on to where the hell am I? Oh, the start. This is the soundtrack grade, uh, right? That's what I call it. The soundtrack yeah, grade. Yeah. The, the Star Trek, grade, the Star yeah. Trek soundtrack grade. Um, <laughs> I'd give it a TMFMT for too melodramatic for my taste. I don't think the music is the best part of the movie. It's okay. No. And in the parts where it's in- intense, it's fine. Okay. No complaints there. It's all fine. But when it's a lot of like looking around and trying to decide if we're in this together and, oh, my wife's leaving me and all that stuff was done like a TV special and I didn't like it. So take that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Yep, yep, yep. Put that in your pants and mix it around. <laughs> mix it. Put the pants mix on it. <laughs> Let's get to the uh, Twitter post. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm going to start calling this the social media post because who knows where things are going. <laughs> right. uh, this is where you guys in uh, however many characters you want uh, d- get to describe this movie. Let's start this week with Randy. Fire in the sky. Six guys in a truck eating donuts go and lose one of the guys. And of course, it's the one who's sweet on the main guy's sister. And then he comes back changed. Oh. Just like a Saturday night. Episode. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> There's a diaper thing. Uh, I wish we had donuts. Oh, donuts. <laughs> you can have, you know what? You can have donuts. Donuts are so ever present nowadays. No, you, just when have you don't have a car. Oh, I forgot. T- too soon, Brian and Randy. Too soon. <laughs> there are no donuts that are close enough for me to walk easily and get donuts. Do you think your car is thinking of you too while it's sitting yeah. there? Yeah. Oh, it totally is. Yeah. I miss. I was Brian. so mad. I miss the ginormous butt of I my miss- driver. <laughs> this is a. There's a whole story behind this, obviously, and we'll probably hear more about it on TMS. But I yeah. was so. I don't know if I've ever felt such remote, like. Um, simultaneous <laughs> anger for a thing. And I think yeah. it's because when people F with your car and do it in a way that's stupid, that's hard yeah. for me to explain what I'm even saying. It's There's a, hardly anything more aggravating. Than oh, that. Yeah. so it totally is. Because yeah. it always involves money. It always involves stupid people, miscommunication, shitty customer service. Like it's all the things that make your head explode all exactly. in one bag. And I hate it yep. for you. Thank you. Because <laughs> uh, it, it's got to be worse being the person. I'm not trying to say it's, it's bad for me. Oh, feel for me, you guys. Only slightly. Right? Yeah. Uh, let's get to Brian Dunaway's Twitter post. 
<clears throat> I'm, I'm going with Mastodon this week. Oh, Fire in the Sky. Hi. An eye-rolling good time. Also, Chainsaw Standoff. What? I said Chainsaw Standoff. What? Hold on a second. <laughs> I can't hear you. This Chainsaw what? Oh, no, you don't. You're not interested in a Chainsaw Standoff? Well, that's too bad. Yeah. Hashtag uh, Chainsaw Standoff. Oh, hashtag. <laughs> oh, yeah, there were aliens. Oh, man. I forgot about the Chainsaw Standoff until you just yeah. brought it yeah. up again. What a dumb chainsaw thing. Chainsaw Standoff. That was such a thing. <laughs> do, do, do. Such That's a, a fun that phrase. Thank you for bringing yeah. that to my life. Yeah, Chainsaw Standoff. Uh, finally, Brian Ibbett. Fire in the sky. Wow, this new Meow Wolf in Arizona looks like shit. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Uh, let's now move on to what? To, to this right here. This is the alternate titles. They were just handed to me. They almost called it Fire in the Guy after the probing between his thighs, but I think that was a bad idea. It's too much. It's too much. Yeah, too I agree. Much. Then uh, they almost went with this one. There's way too much. Adult Airbender Aang gets abducted by choppy cam operators while the T-1000 Elliot and the Nightbreed guy and the creator of Friday Night Lights take off in the truck. Yeah, now, here's bad. the irony of me yeah. writing that. I wrote that to include everyone, and yeah, right. it just occurred to me, the only person I didn't include, by the way, adult airbender um, Aang, is, he plays the, D.B. Sweeney now currently plays the adult version of Aang in the, in the um, oh, in that oh, new yeah. show. Anyway, he's not doing much else. Um, I notice here I've left that guy out again, the guy that... Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Ten gallon hat. Yeah, and yep. I didn't even mean to. I, in fact, Gene I made Moyer. a note to like, don't forget that guy, because he was in there, but I left him out. Anyway, anyway. let's move on to emails. Uh, We got some, (laughs) excuse me, (coughs) one here from Jonas from Sweden, or probably Jonas or Hannes or something. Uh, Filmsack at gmail.com is where he sent this. Is hello, Scott, Brian, 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 and Randy. Oh, hi. (laughs) A lot of Brian's. I agree. He put all four of you in here. Um, Long time listener and all that. As a Swede listening to your last episode on Westworld, there was a detail that I cannot let stand. The word malort. Simply malort. isn't pronounced the way you said it. He says, it's not malort with a quick ma and an emphasized lort. Uh, the emphasis is more on the first part. It's more like malert, like mal, like, like mal, uh, like Darth Maul kind of mal. Sure. Okay. Uh, it says ert is in yurt. So say it with me, malyurt. Malyurt. See? Did we do it? Uh, he says, you're welcome for the free language lesson. Love you guys. Film Sack is on my favorite podcast. We're, but we're talking about something invented by a guy in Chicago who named it, and we're just pronouncing it how he did. Did right? he? I don't know. I've never heard him. I mean, I'm always that, open for language lessons. I mean, we're talking about that horrible alcohol that <laughs> tastes like pencil shavings and desperation, right? I assume that's yep. the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it really, by a guy in is, now the, is now the time for me to try my lord? Or, sorry, no, Mal- there is oh. never a time for you to try Malort. Okay. Oh, I had this really interesting idea since we last talked about Malort. And that is to uh, take uh, that, that magic fruit, that, uh, that uh, you yeah, know, that the, red the berry. berry thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and put some of that in your mouth first. Oh. And then Malort might taste really good. Magic like fruit. Like the stuff that you do with the, um, uh, the, like what do they call that? The the stuff in uh, the verbena at the Cosmopolitan. Yeah. Oh Szechuan, yeah, the right. One electric berry. Yeah, right. The stuff you did in Vegas last time. Everybody yeah. was talking about that. Ta- every, uh, every Tanner, time. yeah. Tanner, so Tanner a, was can, raving about that. He said it was crazy and good. You that can buy always thing for me. Like I will always go there and get that. 
Wow. Drink. You can buy Miracle Fruit on Amazon right now. It comes in little in little tablets. And you can you can buy it right now. It's cheap. Get it. Mess around with it. It is such fun. So you mm-hmm. eat it. Wait, if it's in a pill form, though, do you, what do you do? You just dissolve it in your mouth. Oh, you just chew, chew it, it or dissolve it. And it completely blocks some of your taste buds, the, <laughs> the ones that you want it to block. Oh, <laughs> and weird. Then, and it makes things, it's just like, it's amazing how it makes things taste. So if, so if I went and grabbed a, you know, half a pound of chicken shit. Oh, and then ate oh, one of these. Good hold Lord. On. Well, that's what I'm saying. Would it change that kind of thing? Does it make everything taste better is what I'm asking? Don't, don't poison yourself well it just makes everything <laughs> taste different it doesn't can you go to the can you go better. to the public okay. deli and get that i'd like a half a pound of chicken shit no that's a good point all right so let's say it's something else i don't Thin like sliced. the taste of uh i don't like the taste the of that that yogurt soda that we had yeah would it make that taste better i guess is the question or just yes. taste it different make it taste it way actually, better because it it you would different. i don't know if it would taste you would better. no longer taste the sour notes it would only you'd only be tasting the sweet parts oh Okay, so that's the point of it is it blocks out whatever is sour and gives sour you just whatever sweet. I got you. Yeah. yeah. All right. So five. And it doesn't last for very long, but it's fascinating when you get together with people and everybody puts some miracle fruit in their mouth and then you see them like squeezing a whole lime <laughs> into their mouth. They're like, wow. I, man, you're, it makes you're it sound okay. like you, 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 if you dipped B. Arthur in a vat of it, she'd come out Betty White. You know what I mean? Like, I, th- I think there's a reason why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to say, except that's a terrible idea. Let's move on. Sorry, Dunaway, you were going to say something. I was going to say I, I I usually respect whatever my uh, whatever my mouth tells me. It's like, hey, you shouldn't let this pass. So yeah. I'm like, cool, cool. I'm not gonna. Thanks right. for letting if me know, it, mouth. If I need to choose something else to make this taste better, right? Uh, you know what? What certain <laughs> disservice am I doing to my body? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. My mouth, my mouth is there for a reason, and it's going nope. <laughs> Evolution has told us this is bad. Don't yeah. want to let it pass. Yeah, and the verbena thing is obviously designed to be this cool experience. So keep that going. That's right. cool. Sure, but I'm not going to do any chicken shit uh, in the near Good. future. Please don't. Uh, quick, <laughs> ask uh, your deli about it today. <laughs> I'll see what if they've got it in stock. It's uh, time for a couple of quick texts here. Eight zero one four seven one zero four six two. We got one from Chad in Ohio, who says, "Hey there, film sack. I have two early '90s movies that are perfect for the show." First one is Stay Tuned with John Ritter, Jeffrey oh, Jones, yeah. Pam, Pam Dauber, and Eugene Levy. The other is Death nice. Becomes Her with Meryl Streep, Goldie Hawn, and Bruce Willis. Oh, Love awesome. the show. Um, That's great. Those might work. I mean, yeah, especially death. I thought, we've talked about doing Death Becomes Her before. It's, it's that's a great one. Yeah, it's a it's a um, it's 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 they're, it's wild. It's a comedy, but it's, it's yeah, they're dark. comedies, but they actually yeah, I think that actually could work. They could work for us, huh? They yeah, feel like they're in line closer with something like um, Beetlejuice than a regular comedy, yeah. right? Yes, right, for sure. Like there's yeah. comedy, but it's also like supernatural stuff and. and- Stay tuned is basically like you know click in, or what was the the Adam Sandler was click right with Sandler's, Adam Sandler yeah. And, yeah 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 from made in the eighties when uh, oh, John Ritter before we had click speaking before of uh, Walk, uh, Christopher Walken I think he was the yeah. wasn't he the guy that gave him the remote he's the Obi Wan yeah. of that yeah yeah um, very vague memories of that but the the one with uh, let's see Death Becomes Her I think was a uh, who made. <sighs> Forrest Gump and, and Back to the Future. I can't think of his name. Zemeckis. Zemeckis. I think that's a Zemeckis film. I think it is a Zemeckis movie. Now that you say that, oh, always Zemeckis. Look at that. That's weird. All right. Well, anyway, we will check into it. I mean, we all love everybody you just listed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bruce Willis. He's cool. Uh, <laughs> here's one from Joshua and Kalamazoo. Says listening to episode 574 of Film Sack. 
unless I said the name number wrong that day, and I might have. Anyway, when Ryan Ibbotson, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. throwback to a TMS episode, mentioned that the reason you haven't seen any other Jeffrey Rush movies was because he's usually in good movies. And I thought of a great uh, recommendation for a film, the 1999 cl- cult classic Mystery Men. It's perfect ooh, for sacking, and in my opinion, uh, is what may have proven to be a movie like X-Men possible to do on the big screen. Uh, love to bake dough, bro, Joshua and Kalamazoo. Yes. <laughs> We've talked about this one as well. Uh, We've, while, I, right? This is one I always felt like we had seen. I know we haven't, but we need uh, to. I love this movie. It is perfect for sack. Yeah, it's yeah. you know Janine Garofalo and Ben Stiller and uh, mm-hmm. Pee Wee Herman. Herman. Paul Rubens in it. Right, Paul Rubens, yeah. yeah. Um, Wes great. Studi, an amazing role for him. Mm-hmm. It's a weird movie in that it nails, it's based on a comic book. Uh, right. by, on Dark Horse made it, I guess. I never read it, but um, it's one of those movies where they nail everything up till the final act, in my opinion, and then things get weird. I'd like to revisit it and see if that's still true. So, yes, absolutely, we should watch Mystery Men at some point. I don't know if it's streaming or not, but uh, we'll check and let you know. (laughs) In the meantime... I'm sure Randy can confirm. It's probably on our must-watch list. Yeah. Yeah, something to that effect. Um, Patreon stuff. I want to thank some people. We got some new folks. And uh, for some reason, I put them in the wrong tab. So just one oh, second while folks. I pull them up. Uh, their names are Scott Wurzel, Azure, Paul, Cat, Brett Dibdern, and Dibdern. A- a- Andrew Stewart. Stewart. I can't even say their real names right. Stewart. Um, or the easy names. Anyway, you guys just joined us. And that makes us very happy. Why? Because you're taking advantage of all the cool stuff that we're doing here on the show that is extra stuff that isn't going out to them to the main people like a, a pre-show today. We had a great one, really fun discussion. One of my favorites actually. About dragons. Yeah. It was a, a big dragon stuff. discussion. I didn't expect that. Didn't see that coming. And there <laughs> it was. So check that out. Also uh, no commercials ever monthly special episodes from all of us hosts and um, you know, special art in the mail stuff. I put together movie related film sack related art goes straight to your home. Other great, uh, other great monthly benefits that you'll just have to go read about at patreon.com slash filmsack. And big thanks again to everybody who supports us over there. It means a lot. Our next movie is going to be, I don't know. From has. Russia with love. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Back to the Bond. Bond. Another, another bonding uh, moment. Yeah, so the only way to watch Fire in the Sky was on Paramount, and uh, Paramount uh, has our old James Bond movies. So. Sweet. Yeah, we're gonna watch. Uh, we're going to watch the second one. We watched the first one a few months ago, and we're just going to see how that goes every few months watching the yeah james bond movie in order and we'll skip so glad the ones we've that. seen you know we've, yeah we won't do moonraker again no oh <laughs> says you well uh says yeah i mean you might watch moonraker one more time in your life but it won't be here you know it won't be here no, no. exactly well that uh, sounds like a threat <laughs> you watch it while we're doing the show <laughs> Uh, this is this is the movie where they really step into the uh, one-liners. Like, yeah. I mean, James Bond had so many one-liners in this movie. I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, it'll be good, and uh, we'll be here for it. So that's next week from Russia with love. Uh, write your own film sack. Filmsack.com is the place to go. In the meantime, if you're looking for anything I've mentioned here on the show, that Patreon stuff, all our contact details, texts, emails, all of it, you can find it at filmsack.com. That'll do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Help me! (laughs) See you next time.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. That piece of shit.